Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Couch Rotato Podcast. Producer Adam joins us on the couch this week to talk about why aren't people going to see The Flash? We try to dive into what might be the problem and why The Flash has been a colossal failure at the box office in its two-week run. And him and I are also going to give a breakdown of the five movie franchises that just need to go away. So, after the guitar riff, the Couch Potato Podcast presents to you the five movie franchises that need to be put down. Hello and welcome back to the podcast that's sweeping the country, the worldwide phenomenon known as the Couch Potato Podcast. My name is Russ, and joining me on today's show is our producer and editor, Adam. Adam, what's going on, man? Well, not much, Russ. Uh, how's it going with you? It's good. Uh, had to uh, postpone last week's episode. Uh, life was getting a little crazy. Started a new job. Uh, kids are in baseball, so we had tons of that stuff, and I was just I could not fit like an hour or so to do this. And I, it sucks. I hate postponing episodes, but... Yeah, life gets in the way. It does. Life finds a way, too. Uh, very true. That's a very good callback to our last episode, the Jurassic Park 30th anniversary extravaganza, which you can listen to wherever you get your podcast. I like what you did there. <laughs> um, kind of the, the framework today's episode, um, I was uh, reading that The Flash, uh, coming off of a less than stellar opening weekend of $55 million took a 70% drop and only made 15, uh, $15.5 million, I think, the second weekend. Yeah. Um, I've seen it opening night. I, I loved it. We're going to save you guys the spoilers. We're not going to really go into depth with it. And I know you just seen it recently, and you thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. Um, but question is, uh, do you think that uh, – Superhero fatigue is finally setting in, and the only reason I ask that question is for all the Marvel stuff that come out, like, you know, your Ant-Mans, the Doctor Strange, the Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 seems to be doing pretty well, and then Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is just kicking ass at the box office, so I don't know, like, what do you think? So... I think it's superhero fatigue, but I don't think it's superhero fatigue in the way that uh, everybody thinks of it. Like, oh, it's another superhero movie. I'm really tired of those. It's more fatigue on the end of the creator side. I I think that they're following formulas, and um, they're not necessarily uh, delving deep into the story or character development, which is what makes those movies good. Um, if you think about early Marvel or early DC um you get world building and you get character development and that's because you know they're trying to world build they're trying to to, to introduce these characters and yeah while we know the characters that are um in the movies now since they're not paying attention to any of that world building or any of that development the story kind of is lackluster and uh they it's super formulaic you know what's going to happen there are no stakes anymore. Um, uh, I believe you and I talked a little bit about time travel. There are no stakes now because there's time travel. Um, so it's not real superhero fatigue in the fact that uh, the audience doesn't want to go see it. It's um, superhero fatigue 
where the creators are following a formula and they aren't doing the James Gunn thing and uh, actually creating a story based around the characters. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think uh, happened with audiences and The Flash? I mean, I for me, I, I thought it looked cool. I mean, you and I discussed the trailer was phenomenal. Um, it seems to be kind of... I wouldn't say that The Flash is one of DC's flagship characters, but I would say he's probably up there. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a fairly recognizable character. You had the nostalgia factor with Batman, Michael Keaton's right. Batman at that coming back. Um, I mean, do you think it might have been audiences have been there and done that with a multiverse movie with Spider-Man? Do you think it might have been Ezra Miller's legal troubles that kind of caused people to shy away? Do you think it just... People were not interested in The Flash. I mean, what do you think? Oh, it's a perfect storm of all those things. Um, DC's biggest hitters are Superman and, and uh, Batman. And then you get the uh, the random good movie like Aquaman and, and Wonder Woman. But if you look at all of DC's movies recently, um, uh, not all of them are great. Like the second Wonder Woman wasn't fantastic. Uh, it the Shazam uh, sequel kind of bombed. Um, it's, I think, the fact that The Flash isn't one of the heavy hitters. Not mm-hmm. everybody recognizes The Flash because I think the only thing that we got before this and the Justice League and Ezra Miller Flash in particular uh, is the TV show. And not everybody was uh, on board with the TV show. I mean... There are a lot of people that are um, like cinema purists, and they won't they won't watch the TV shows uh, that come out because they know that that particular character isn't going to be on the big screen. Um, and then I think that Ezra Miller uh, being involved in it kind of did something to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Why well, not? He didn't do a lot of press for it. I don't think he did any kind of press for it. Really, I mean, he showed up for the premiere. Right. That was about it. Well, I mean, uh, he's a, a garbage human being uh, from what I read. So uh, it didn't do the Flash any favors, um, even without him doing any press. I think the biggest draw for me, and I know it's probably the biggest draw for you, is Michael Keaton's Batman. And that's already a detriment to a Flash movie. It's like, I'm going to go see the Flash because Batman and that's not a good way to start uh, your cinema debut. So that probably did do it as well. Yeah. Like I've always was a fan of the flash. Like I would say in the DC universe, he's my favorite character outside of Batman. So I was kind of excited for the prospect of a flash movie, but I'll be honest with you. The whole draw of me seeing this was Michael Keaton's return as a Batman. And when you were bringing up uh, people, not really delving into the TV shows, you made a good point and it made me think about it that uh, a lot of people kind of look at The Flash as like a TV character that they're trying to make a movie out of. Yeah. They never really did that with Arrow or any of those other CW shows that like nine people watched. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and I think if they did use the same uh, actors and the same characters, it would have been a little bit more cohesive and the story would have been there for DC a little better. But even then, like you said, like some people just don't watch TV. Mm. So, 
which is a shame because I actually have of the belief right now that TV is better than movies. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, which is a an absolute shame. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I I think the Flash was good. Uh, I have really no beef with it, and I think if you get a chance to go see it, check it out. Uh, you might have been one of the lucky million and some odd people that got to see the whole movie on Twitter over the weekend. Did you happen to read that story? I did not, but that's uh, that's amazing. Uh, somebody on Twitter, uh, let me uh, look it up here, get the username. He has since been, that account has been suspended, so you can't like hop on here after you listen to this to see the movie. But uh, somebody had leaked the entire, the entire, I think they said the runtime was 144 minutes. Uh, it's hard mm-hmm. to keep track of the run times when you go see a movie at, like, say, a Cinemark or a Regal Cinema because there's, like, a half an hour worth of trailers in front of them. So right. a two-hour and 20-minute movie becomes almost three hours. But, uh, yeah, Twitter handle Bree Yash FR uploaded the full 144-minute movie for anybody that wanted to see it on Sunday. Hmm. And it managed to get a million point seven views before the account got suspended. And that is a big chunk of money. Yeah, and it it makes me uh, think too. Like, okay, if this is on there, is it a cam copy or is it like a legit like mm-hmm. DVD quality rip of it? Because if that's the case, then I'm sure that thing has been ripped. And pirated, and it's all over the internet now. Right. And what did you say? Uh, how many million? One million? 1.7 million views that thing got before it got taken down. So if you think about that in terms of tickets, uh, let's say average cost of a ticket's between 7 and like $13. That's, a prob- let's say, 12 So that's almost like... 13 14 million dollars that they lost out on box office wise. Well, the average uh movie ticket price I just looked up in 2023 is $10.45. Okay, so let's just multiply that by 10. Yeah, it they cost lost. uh them 17 million dollars. Yeah, 17 million dollars. There you go. That's why you're that, this, the brains of this operation. I had to do it on a calculator. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's a, I mean, it's not saving them from their like seventy percent decline, but I mean that chunk. does go to show you though that there is interest in the movie. It just people are not interested enough to see it in a movie theater. That's that's the thing, right? It's like um, when I'm not interested in something like a, a video game or a movie or something like that. I, oh, I'm gonna just gonna wait for it to stream, or I'm just gonna wait for it to get cheaper. I'll just buy it. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've gotten into that mentality now. If it's something that I don't think is very pressing to go see in a movie theater, I'll just wait for it to hit one of the 10,000 streaming sites. Right. Uh, I just got a a text from uh, uh, Lucas that uh, Renfield is on uh, Peacock. He was super stoked, which I've already seen it, but... Very good movie. If you haven't seen it, watch it on Peacock. I, I, uh, yeah, it's been on there for uh, close to a month now. Tried to watch yeah. it, just could not get into it. 
It, it gets really, really good, like especially towards the end. Well, that might be the problem. I uh, We started watching it at like 11 o'clock at night, and, <laughs> and I th- think when we woke up, there might have been like the very end. So I've seen the first 35, 40 minutes of it, and then the last five. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So I have to piece it together. <laughs> but what I, I seen of it, I just didn't. I just couldn't get into it. Might have been the mood I was in. It's it's one of those uh, cheesy action movies, kind of like uh, Kick Ass or something like that. Mm. It's something it's yeah. Good. Well, I'm sure before I'm I'm gonna willing I'm willing to bet probably within the next three weeks I'm sure the Flash will probably be on HBO Max. You know, I'm, I don't doubt it, especially if I'm going at this rate. Uh, I remember when Shazam hit, I was kind of surprised. I was like, wow, I think that just came out on uh, in 4K. And I don't know if they factored the physical sales into like any money-making anymore, but they used to. Mm. <laughs> I, I still don't think it's uh, not enough. At least it won't be as uh, big of a, a – it won't put as big of a dent into that deficit as it would have like 10 or 12 years ago. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed out, man. Uh, I know in our summer movie preview, The Flash was like my number one movie of the summer. and I mean, I still liked it. I got my money's worth, but I'm a little disappointed to see it fail. Yeah. I mean, it – it was really good. It was a fun movie. And I, I was, like I was saying uh, before the podcast, it, it's really self-contained and um, it doesn't, uh, I, I don't think it does the same thing with Marvel and the multiverse. Like it, it keeps everything in a nice little bubble. Mm. So, Well, with but. those comments being said, um, it made me think of this week's podcast topic, and I decided to pick your brain and ask you, uh, what are the top five movie franchises that just need to be put out the pasture? They need The studios need to treat these franchises like old yeller and just put them out of their misery. Make them go away for a while because they're just, they've ran their course and... They just need to give uh, audiences a break. So I think it was a f- cool topic. Uh, we had a text message chain about this the other day, and I know you and I had dropped a couple controversial picks mm-hmm. on there, so I thought, like, man, this will make a good podcast episode. So that being said, uh, what are your top five movie franchises that need to go away? And then you give your list, I'll give mine, and then we'll kind of – chat about them afterward okay um i'm gonna go from my uh number one to my number five because i think my number five is the most controversial um my number one is uh marvel uh the mcu i think that um like i was saying before uh they've become formulaic um they don't uh, develop their characters anymore um they're very predictable. Um, and taking a break and stepping back from that, I think, uh, uh, would benefit them, especially, like, splitting up the movies uh, like they used to. Um, and then just having that one thing at the end that, like, goes into the next movie. Mm. I think having 
and their own contained movie was one of the biggest points of their success early on. Um, because you can go see Iron Man and it's great. And you can go see Thor and you know, it's okay. You go see uh Doctor Strange, it's great. Nowadays you, you go see those movies and it's like, okay, uh, you have to see Loki to get this part of the movie, but you also have to see um, WandaVision to get this part of the movie. And we're going to shove um, Professor X in there. We're going to shove, you know, it's cool, sure, but um, you know what's going to happen at the beginning, what's going to happen in the middle, and what's going to happen in the end. You know that there's going to be some kind of big, <laughs> oh my God, they added, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic in there. Oh my god. Um, that's it. That's the only cool thing about the movies mm-hmm. anymore. Is the, what's the twist going to be? When you used to go see the movie, and it's like, man, that movie was really cool. I really like Iron Man. I really like uh, Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man. You know, um, they need to step back and just go back to their roots. Um, same thing with uh, DC, which is my number two pick. Um, well, they are doing I, a, a reboot, but it's kind of right. coming sooner rather than later. Because I think they still have Aquaman on the book coming out for yeah. uh, December. And um, from what I heard, uh, they were going to... At first, I heard that they were going to keep some people, and then they weren't. And I don't know what's going on there. Um but either way, uh, I think that they just need to they just need to stop for a minute, think about what they're doing. Um, DC has been disjointed and um, uh, very uh, miss, sometimes hit. I would say more miss than hit. Because mm-hmm. um, let's see how many bad movies are there. The second Wonder Woman. Uh, see uh batman versus superman wasn't that great um i did like batman's introduction in that but that's besides the point uh shazam the second one wasn't that great um and and the the good ones were just okay i think the the best one was probably i i really like the flash i i don't know where that lands but like wonder woman was the best one mm-hmm. and that's kind of disappointing in a way. I mean, it was a great movie. Don't get me wrong. It's just that um, that's really the only one that I can, like, pick out and say, hey, this is great. Aquaman was okay, but, like, even then, it's just okay. Shazam was the same way. Like, Shazam was a good time, but it was all right. You know? It wasn't 1989 Batman. No. <laughs> Um, Shazam, I've always found Shazam to be okay. Like, I thought it was kind of a a charming little movie, but I I didn't love it as much as other people did. And they also have Blue Beetle coming out in August, which I know a former uh, contributor, he's been on the show from time to time, Mark, is very high on this movie. I think it looks like a Shazam ripoff, so I probably will not go see this at all. Um. Yeah, and I think that DC has gotten criticized for having dark and dreary movies. 
Um, man, Black Adam was really dark. Like it, it had bright scenes in it, but like it, the tone felt dark. There were definitely dark scenes in it. Like it was visually dark, kind of like watching Thor: The Dark World. When Marvel is known for being bright and colorful and and like you know superhero like, mm-hmm. DC is just gritty and not in a good way. Um, so yeah, I think they just need to take a step back, uh, get some creative criticism, uh, maybe develop more characters than just Batman and Superman. Well, I think um, James they- Gunn's doing that with his. Yeah, because um, I know. We have the Superman Legacy movie, which they just announced the casting of that uh, a couple hours before we recorded. Um, And then they've got a Batman Brave and the Bold, which they're introducing Robin into the uh, DCU, which I don't think he's been in a movie since, I guess if you technically want to count uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, They alluded to him, but we haven't seen Robin since... Batman and Batman and Robin and what was that? Yeah. 90, was that 90. 98? Yeah. 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 It was. And that one wasn't a great mm-hmm. movie there. No, it was not. DC's been, DC's been uh, on the downward trend for quite a while. I have hopes for them though. I think they have the right guy in charge. Yeah. Because James I think if, is, if anybody can make that universe work, it will be him. And that's one of the things is like Guardians of the Galaxy, the the third one, in a, a sea of formulaic, uh, uh, predictable, blah Marvel movies, his movie stands out. And I think it's because of the storytelling that he's good at and the character development he's good at. He builds a story around the people that are in it versus okay, we're going to get from point A to point B, and this is how we're going to get there, and then it's going to fit into this whole universe. Mm -hmm. You don't really get that with Guardians. It it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it fits. It fits in the universe, sure, but that's not the main point of the movie, whereas I feel like that's the main point of all the other movies now. And uh, it's kind of refreshing to see. Yeah, big big Guardians 3 fan. Uh Maybe down the road we'll do our uh, best uh, trilogy movies. And uh, I don't know, Guardians might make that list. I don't know yet. Still too way early to, to tell, but. I got a couple of trilogies that. Well, we'll, on... we'll, we'll save it for that episode. Right. Which may or may not happen sooner rather uh, than later. Let's see, uh, DC. Um, third is going to be Star Wars. Damn, you're bringing out basically all the <laughs> all the heavy hitters. <laughs> um, yeah, and people might think that um, I'm wrong. Sure, why not? Uh, I know Mark probably will. His his catchphrase is uh, "More Star Wars is better than no Star Wars." Um, but no, that's not true. Sorry, Mark. More Star Wars means more chances of having bad Star Wars, and it's just Disney milking the money cow, and the money cow has run dry. So please stop squeezing the teat of the money cow and 
make some good Star Wars movies, please. Well, it Just seems like some... all the Star Wars stuff is migrating over to uh, TV. I don't think the new uh, right. one with Ray is due out for another, what, three or four years, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, there, there's a lot of blowback from the, the last trilogy. So I think that's, and Kathleen Kennedy, like, finally realizing that old characters shoehorned into new stuff isn't the way to go. Mm-hmm. Like, she finally saw the light and she's like, oh my God, that's not the way to do things. People like new stories and new characters. Who would have thought? Well, they can't really bring back any of the old characters anyways. They fucking killed all of them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which is okay with me. I mean... I didn't mind it. I mean, I will say that uh, one of the best moments of the the whole series, which we have rehashed on uh, the Star Wars uh, episode that you can find wherever you get your podcast. Second time you've given me an opportunity to plug. I dig it. Um, <laughs> but when Han and uh, Chewie get to the Falcon in The Force yeah. Awakens, that was an awesome. Uh, yes, very awesome. But outside there of that, are... like I, none of the... the bringing back of the old characters really none of them did much for me so i'm going to i'm going to put an analogy in here so that moment in star wars when han and chewie get on the millennium falcon is like in the matrix when they are on um uh i i are they on the logos i forget which ship they take um and uh, they fly up above the machine city and see the sky for just like a second. And then they go back down into the storm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's exactly what that moment is in Star Wars. <laughs> that's actually a good analogy on that. <laughs> um, but see, they, they kind of got blowback from those last uh, movies and... Yeah, the TV shows are good, but um, The Mandalorian's starting to, like, wane for me a little bit, and uh, Obi-Wan was good, um, but they should stop that because it was good where it ended. Um, Boba Fett was just bad, but then we've talked about that a lot on this podcast. Mm. Uh, And Andor was really great. I, I really like Andor. It um, lends itself to be a TV show, so I think that they should stick with that. But I think that just switching everything over to TV shows isn't the way to go either. I think they want to keep a steady stream of content because it makes them money. But they're bad about um, just doing qual- quantity over quality, I think. Mm-hmm. Just take a break, regroup, uh, give George Lucas a call. You don't have to let him write the script because he sucks at it. Just, you know, maybe, you know, brainstorm with him a little bit. Have a couple of good movies here in about, I don't know, five, six years. No Star Wars. Star Wars for, like, just wait. Mm -hmm. No Star Wars for six years. That's what I'm saying. Make a movie. It'll probably be great. And I I want I want Lucasfilm to be listening to the podcast. They're probably not going to, but I, I want them to take my challenge 
because I bet you they will make a crap ton of money. I'll just Guaranteed. I'll email them a, a, a copy or a file of this as soon as uh, we get done upload it. Save one <laughs> and just mail yeah. bomb the hell out of the Lucasfilm and Disney's uh, execs. I'm sure there's a portfolio online somewhere we could do that. They're they're gonna they're gonna get New Hope money for the second time if they take my advice. Just saying. I mean, I've never worked in Hollywood a day in my life, but I know what I'm talking about. I've seen a movie <laughs> or two. Right. Um my uh my fourth one um uh, is gonna be Fast and the Furious. I, again with the uh quantity over quality. I mean, they're great, they're cheesy, they're they're action flicks, but I think they're kind of ringing it dry, just like Star Wars. Mm. Um, I mean, some of the stuff that they pull off in those is starting to get to Sharknado levels. <laughs> um, so maybe, maybe, uh, and pun very much intended, pump the brakes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, just kind of, you know, post into um, obscurity for a second before making a new one of those. And well, I'm also- they're, they're supposed to be, uh, for those that have not seen it, I have seen Fast 10. I'm a huge fan of the franchise. They left you with a cliffhanger at the end of 10. And they're okay. supposed to be, I don't know if it's going to be 11 or 10 part two. I don't know what they're going to call it, but, and then uh, there's a, Vin Diesel had said right before the 10 had come out that they were talking about making the 10th movie its own separate trilogy, which I think is a fucking horrible idea. But So, um, do you think that um, uh, Vin Diesel is a just one rung above uh, Steven Seagal? on like the action movie scale because all he ever does is fast and furious movies anymore. <laughs> well, if you look at, uh, I, I think he's uh, plenty above uh, Steven Seagal. I mean, just for the simple fact that Vin Diesel strikes me as a quality human being where Steven Seagal is. Oh, oh no, no. Yeah. Yeah. But, human um, being no Far contest. Enough. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like Vin Diesel has gotten a lot of mileage pun intended off of the Fast and Furious franchise. Like, he, that, and he's a voice in the, the MCU. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Outside of that, I mean, like, I do, I did like the Riddick movies, but, like, I don't think that, as a matter of fact, I know those movies didn't do well with the general movie-going yeah. audience, and I don't know how they got three of them out of them. Unless it was something, I think it was something that had to do with he would come back for Fast and Furious if they funded those. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, I don't know. I, he has gotten, he's gotten a lot out of that movie, so I can see why he keeps going to him because he's not been but, able to succeed with anything else. Um, and uh, another another bone I had to pick with uh, Fast and Furious is that they didn't name it fast tenure seatbelts and 
I'm kind of pissed off about that. <laughs> well, at least make that your your like the tagline under the movie. Yeah, made missed opportunity. See, Hollywood just needs to hire me. I can make them tons of money. <laughs> hey, man, uh, I would have. Maybe they're saving it for the second part of Fast Ten. If they do, I am going to. I, I will see that movie twice. <laughs> if they do it. <laughs> All right, what's your last one? Because I think, yeah, we've gotten four. What's your last one? Yeah, my last one is going to be uh, the most controversial, and it's going to be John Wick. Yeah, get, lay it. I, I, you told me about this. I want yeah. you to tell people your thoughts on why they should stop making John Wick. Okay, so all, all of my previous lists, uh, they've milked the cow dry. John Wick, they haven't yet. One was good. Two is even better, I think. Okay, may, maybe on the same level. I think uh, two's better than one. Three was okay. It was all right. It, it was good, though. It was really good. Four was excellent. And it was oh, really oh, wait a minute. Back up real quick. You've come around on that. So I remember coming out of the theater, yeah. me, you, I and was, Lucas went and seen it, and you guys... Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't as good as the beginning. I, I, it is the, the weakest of the whole saga. However, um, it was solid because it was a fast, like, three-hour-some movie. Mm-hmm. It, it, its pacing was pretty uh, good. It kind of uh, was slow at the beginning, but it, its pacing picked up. And um, the only thing that I didn't like about the end was, like, the stairs that never ended. That was, was just uh, frustrating to watch. Like, I felt like I needed to get up those stairs. Like, God damn it, why can't I just get up these stairs? That was my uh, favorite point in the movie. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, I enjoyed it. And, and so why I want it to end is, um, and I know you haven't seen, uh, stranger things, but I want that to end too, because it was, it was good. You just stop it. Stop mm-hmm. right now before it gets bad. We don't need anymore. We can, we can look on it fondly like the original trilogy of star Wars. And then we don't need any more after that. Mm. Um, so that's my reasoning for it. It's because it's it's already good. It it ended really well in the fourth movie. Um, it's just like uh, uh, Indiana Jones. Um, you know the third one. They they rode off into the sunset together. It's a perfect ending. Just leave it there. But they did not. And so that is why John Wick needs to just take a break. It's it's over. It's fine. We're good with how it ended. Just don't do it anymore. Yeah. Well, they they may be stopping that franchise. I don't know. They are doing a spinoff, uh, yeah. the Continental TV show, which I'm kind of curious mm-hmm. about. My biggest thing about uh, where I disagree with John Wick is the fact that I think that there's a <clears throat> a whole world that could be told around the whole mythology around the Continental and this den of a like this. Society of Assassins. It could be completely standalone. And they, oh, I forgot they are also doing a spinoff movie with uh, Ana de Armas called Ballerina. Yeah, it's coming out. I think, I think Keanu Reeves is supposed to be in that as well. Yeah. At least. Um, I, I, I hear what you're saying. 
I agree with you completely. There's a, a whole world to explore and stuff they can do. But may I remind you of the sequel trilogy to Star Wars? There is a whole world that they can explore and so much they can do, but it can be done completely wrong and ruin an entire trilogy of movies. So there's my counterpoint. Well, yeah, like my thing is Hollywood can't stop when they've, they've, you know, they've got a good thing. They can't stop just to leave it on like a high note. They have to like, okay, people went and seen this, made a bunch of money. We got to keep going. That's like the Hollywood way. So that's why I don't think that they will stop even if, because I agree there's been tons of movies that they've continued to milk dry that yeah. they should have, like I, Indiana Jones may or may not be on my list. When I get to it, they ended that one perfectly, and they just kept going. But yeah. I think that has a lot to do with the theory that I'll, I'll bring up here in a minute. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't see them stop making John Wick movies until the quality starts to go down. But John Wick was also one of those movies that had no right to be as good as it was. True. Yeah. It, it, uh, it was one of those... It's one of those rare instances where something new ends up being a smash hit, and not not necessarily like uh, huge Star Wars blockbuster uh, like paradigm shift, but big enough to where it's like, oh wow, and people take notice, and you know, it's it's its own entity now. Well, I think like a lot of people, like including myself. I'd never once seen John Wick in theaters. I discovered it on home, like in home media, like on HBO or wherever it streamed, like well after it had come out in theaters. Yeah, I I think that um, sleeper hits like that too are um, are pretty cool in and of themselves as well. Um, I was going to ask you a question, and uh, uh, oh, um, I was going to ask you before we got to your list. Uh, are there any um, movie uh, franchises or sagas uh, that you can think of that end on a good movie where it's they the sequels are good and they just they stopped when it needed to stop? I tell you what, we'll table that one at the for the the last question of the show because I have to think about that one. Okay. Um. Uh, my list. Uh. Number one is the Fast franchise. Uh, as I've said, I'm a huge fan of that series. Uh, I have always likened the Fast and Furious movies to... They remind me a lot of the cartoons that I watched as a kid. Just these off-the-wall, like, wild fucking shit happening. Would never happen in real life type of cartoons like G.I. Joe and Transformers, things like that. Um, well, I was going to say it stopped, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's here all day folks but I think they should have ended that series with seven I think Paul Walker after his death and then his character rides off into the sunset to never be seen again and then I think they they wrapped everything up in a nice little bow I think they should have ended it there I mean I see why they did because that movie made like I think it was like a billion and a half dollars worldwide so yeah 
the minute that movie was making money like that, there's no way they weren't coming back, even if it didn't have Paul Walker. But, yeah, as I've watched those, I've went and seen every single one in theaters, and they seem to be losing momentum, not only in just in terms of quality, but at the box office. I just seen uh, Fast 10 was, it was on digital already. Oh, really? Yeah, a few weeks after it came out in theaters, and I think this one is sitting at, like, 147, which uh, I know Fast 9 didn't do the numbers as, uh, like, you know, they weren't doing, like, Fast 6, 7, those type of numbers, but kind of had the pandemic to blame for that a little bit. But now everybody's back in the movie theater, so there really wasn't any excuse why this one shouldn't have done better, but it, it just didn't. And I think, yeah. I think after this, they should just. I personally don't want to see a reboot of the Fast and Furious franchise. I don't think those characters work with anybody else besides Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. And I think that's what's been missing from them is Paul Walker and Vin Diesel had this dynamic that they just have never been able to recapture with anybody else. Yeah. I mean, as, as, as corny as it is in those movies are, those two are a great movie team. Yeah. And they just haven't been able to recapture that. So let's just, Universal, just pump the brakes. Because these are starting to, just in terms of returns, you're almost getting into direct-to-DVD territory. And plus, they're super expensive. I've seen this newest one was like $300 million to make. Which is yeah. fucking insane. When you got cars swinging on vines, you have to... To invest in those visual effects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my number two is the Transformers. Uh, mm-hmm. I've never been a big fan of this franchise. Um, I don't know, just between not really being able to differentiate the Autobots and the Decepticons outside of Optimus Prime and Bumblebee, they all look kind of the same. Uh, just, yeah. I, it was just a way to blow shit up and make a bunch of noise. And for some reason, people were flocking to those movies like it was their job for years. And then uh, they stopped. They Then they came out with Bumblebee, which actually Bumblebee is my favorite of the whole franchise. Bumblebee's really good. The, the Yeah, the first one and Bumblebee. After, after that, it, it doesn't really matter. Mm. Just, yeah. And now they have this new one, the... With the the Beast Wars, yeah. What was that one called? Uh, Rise of the Beasts or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, trailer just never really caught my attention. It's like, okay, cool. This looks like you're going back to what you had done prior to Bumblebee. Yeah. It's like, okay, but now instead of like cars and airplanes and like modern technology they're animals now yeah i i didn't mind the beast wars cartoon in the 90s but um i don't think like those those cartoons were made to sell toys and Mm. it doesn't work for cinema that way i did not realize it until i was just reading about the uh the movie that the beast wars cartoon was incredibly popular when it came out like it by that time, I had kind of outgrown watching 
cartoons and I was on the other things. But yeah, I real I read that Beast Wars was ultra popular, like almost as popular as the original yeah. Transformers toy line. I I was a avid watcher. I let me tell you right now, I probably have at least ten VHS tapes in my basement. Of the Beast Wars? <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a it was a one of my favorites. I had the toys and yeah. It was it was like Transformers all over again. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I need to buy all these toys all over again. And that that was their point, right? Is to get the kids to buy the toys all over again. So. Yeah. Well, I didn't understand like, why they didn't go to that well sooner. Right. Cuz yeah, what this I'm, is the 7th movie in that franchise? Yeah. And Maybe I'm not paying attention to um, uh, the toy aisles that much, but have you noticed any movie themed Transformers toys? I've seen like the old ones, like the just the regular, like Optimus Prime, and you can fold down the the hood of the um, truck, and you know there's his head. Mm. But I haven't seen any like movie themed ones. At all, they don't merchandise on the movie. They merchandise on the old TV show stuff. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't frequent the the toy aisles as much anymore. Um, being the father of a twelve year old, he's not really into toys anymore. And my yeah. four year old's still into toys, but last thing she's looking for is fucking Transformers toys. <laughs> <laughs> that that's one of my biggest beefs with Transformers too. Is like the movies you they just turn into shards of metal and like transform into whatever it is. Like you can't tell how they transform. Like in in the TV show, you saw them fold into whatever it was that they were. Mm. And it, like I don't understand why they had to to do it that way for the the movies. It doesn't. I mean, I it doesn't look any cooler. It just doesn't look physically possible. And uh, they also don't make that cool noise when they transform from one to the other. Is that that that, and they're like they're a fucking (laughs) they're like a (laughs) like a Ferrari or like a gun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Like I've just never been able to like I was when Transformers the movie came out the first one like I was there the first day. And I, I remember it was kind of like my experience with Star Wars Episode One. I didn't have much sleep going into that, but like, I didn't fucking care. I was going to see Star Wars or not Star Wars, but Transformers. See, yeah. like my one of my favorite toy lines as a kid on the big screen, and I just kind of like I remember I went with a bunch of friends. And I just kind of looked at them like, "What the hell did we just watch?" Yeah. So I even I even gave it another shot and still like just could not get into it. And then I I like an idiot, I went and fucking seen the second one, thinking it was gonna improve. It didn't. Like, okay, well I'll give the third one a chance. Didn't do any better, and I gave up after three. I think I seen the last two on cable. Yeah. And yeah, the last two had Wahlberg in them. Mm-hmm. And I only yeah. I only seen Bumblebee because I had heard the reviews were really good, so I went and seen it on a bargain Tuesday and fucking loved it. As to me, it's still that's the way you make a Transformers movie, right? Yeah, that one was the best one by far. Mm-hmm. So and, I don't know. Yeah, good. Uh, I was gonna say like uh, 
we've gotten G.I. Joe, Transformers, uh, like even George of the Jungle as a cinematic, like, uh, experience. When are we going to get, like, Jabberjaws? Uh, I mean, we even got the Flintstones. So we're, we need Captain Caveman, we need Penelope Pitstop. <laughs> Uh, I have been clamoring for this for years, but if they fucking did it, I would be one of the first people in line to see Blue Falcon and Wonder Mutt. Oh, man. If they did a live-action Blue Falcon and Wonder Mutt movie, I would be fucking all over it. I love that that cartoon so much as a kid. Yeah, I would totally do that. I, I would totally go to see that. But that sounds like something that they would make for HBO Max, and it would be a cartoon. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But, um, I got his number three, uh, which is funny because we just revisited uh, this movie on our last episode, but I think that the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World saga needs to end. Mm-hmm. Um, I am of the belief that I, I think Jurassic Park is a modern, like it's probably one of the, Best movies of the last 30 years. Uh, If you want to hear our full thoughts on that, check out the Jurassic Park 30th anniversary extravaganza where you get podcasts. Third plug for a previous episode. I'm fucking on a roll tonight. But after that, it's... I am not a fan of uh, The Lost World. I think Jurassic Park 3 sucked. Um, I thought Jurassic World was a solid attempt to recapture the essence of Jurassic Park. And I, I liked it, but yeah, even the, the last two sequels just never really done it for me. And what's crazy about it is the last Jurassic world dominion made over a billion dollars at the box office, which mm-hmm. may not seem so crazy five years ago, but after the pandemic, that's a huge number to be hitting. Yeah. And it still managed to get over a billion dollars worldwide. So, I mean, there's still an audience for it, but I think that they just need to give that franchise a rest for a while. I, um, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I disagree with, uh, what you like and don't like, but those are opinions. So, (laughs) yeah, well, to, to hear the, the crux of the argument, like I said, once or twice now, the third time, go back and listen to our Jurassic Park episode where you get podcast. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just, just they need to end. I just, I just have not found. It it could be the fact that the first one set the bar so high. Yeah, and it's like once you've established that bar, especially with movies the way they are now. The only way to keep interest is you have to up the ante or at least attempt to, and they don't really do that. Right. I think so Jurassic uh, uh, Park, the Lost World, tried to, right, with the the dinosaurs living in the wild on an island, and that was all great. But when Steven Spielberg decided to make it into a Godzilla film, it just took a nosedive, so... I don't hate that movie and mm. I, I will watch it if it's like on TV or something, I'll stop and watch it. Why yeah. not? But Jurassic Park three sucked and it was just like a way to get them back on the Island. 
to get more money because, you know, hey, we got Alan Grant back now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's the same with the uh, the newer trilogy, but at least they at least they did something semi different with the the newer trilogy. It's like, okay, the company's not going to stop trying to monetize on the dinosaurs, so this makes sense that they would like build the park back. And so, and then they focus on different characters too, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole dinosaurs as like military um, weapons is stupid. Like, well, it always just, makes me wonder if there's some kind of evil subplot that Vincent D'Onofrio's character is not really becomes kingpin. And he's training <laughs> these velociraptors because he wants to rule New York City. And he needs those velociraptors to take out Daredevil and Spider-Man. You know what? If, uh, if I don't see velociraptors and Daredevil born again, I'm going to be mad now. <laughs> well, I'll put that in the, uh, the copy of this when we send it to Disney. Like, hey, partner, okay. partner up with Universal. Make velociraptors <laughs> happen. You don't even have to use blue. Just use any of them. Use the ones that fucking died at the end of Jurassic World. No one's going to fucking know the difference. Right. Um, but, yeah, no, that was a weird subplot. And the whole, like, clone girl thing was a weird subplot. I think that whole second movie just sucked. Yeah. And then the third one was decent. I liked it. The only thing I didn't like was the whole, like, raptor chase through Rome or wherever the heck they were. Mm-hmm. That was kind of dumb. You know, when they got I have not to- honestly watched those two uh, Jurassic World sequels more than, like, I only seen them in the theaters. Well, no, I didn't see Dominion in theaters. I had to wait and see that on a, a video on demand. But, like, I have not revisited those at all Yeah, since they came out. The only reason I revisited the, the last one was because um, I figured out that I didn't even know it when I watched it in the theaters. That's how oblivious I was. Uh, I figured out I didn't know the bad guy was Dotson. I was like, holy crap, this is Biosyn. This is Dotson's company. This is like the whole, I like that. I like the callback. And it actually like fits in with the video game plot too, which is mm. awesome. So, but, you know, those movies need to stop. You yeah. I, I, I haven't heard anything about Universal like doing anything in the pipeline for them. I could be wrong just because now, Pretty much every studio has a streaming service on top of that, and they're always on the market for content. It wouldn't surprise me if you've seen, like, a TV show yeah, of some kind. Um, my number four pick, it pains me to say this. Uh, I have said on this show numerous times that my two favorite movie characters of all time are Han Solo from Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Uh, both played by the incomparable Harrison Ford. Um, But I think that, and they have said that they plan on doing it, um, but I really hope that this is the last Indiana Jones movie. Uh, Well, time might be on your side because Harrison Ford is 80 years old. Well, that's not to say that they don't, like, try to reboot this at some point with a different person i think that once this is it i think the indiana jones character needs to be retired yeah i agree no tv shows no more movies this is it and uh 
when I was talking earlier about the Fast 7 should have ended the Fast and Furious franchise because you can't end that story any better with the two main characters riding off. They have their last reunion. Mm-hmm. They ride off into their sunset with Khalifa playing in the background. Yeah. It's perfect. Uh, same with Indiana Jones. Uh, I don't think you could have written a better ending than uh, him riding off into the sunset with his dad and his yeah. two friends. Yeah, exactly. With Wiz Khalifa playing in the background. Uh, <laughs> John Williams has entered the chat. <laughs> I mean, we get a nasty email. But I think that with franchises, like especially these iconic movie franchises from the 80s, I think a lot of the actors that were big, and it seems like everyone has done it. Uh, Schwarzenegger did it with uh, Terminator. Stallone has done it with Rambo and Rocky, and I think Stallone is to blame because uh, it kind of reinvigorated the Rocky franchise with Creed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Harrison Ford's seen that. He's revisited his two most popular characters in Han Solo and Indiana Jones and Star Wars and um, Indy, respectively. Um, are we going to get a short round spinoff series? Hey, like I said, like once this is it, like just be done with it. I don't fucking care about Sala after this. Like wrap his story up. <laughs> if short round makes an appearance in this one, cool. If Willie makes an appearance in this one, cool. After the Dial of Destiny, I don't fucking want to hear from these people again. I agree wholeheartedly. I, I also agree they should have ended after three. Um, and I think we're going to get our wish that it's going to end just because, you know, Harrison Ford's getting up there. Uh, and he's a terrible pilot and he's still flying. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I do hope to grow like how Harrison Ford is in real mm-hmm. life. His age is how I hope to be when I get to be that age. Yeah. Just like oh, he's yeah. just a, a fucking grumpy ass old man that people still adore. That's kind of the <laughs> yeah. vibe that I, I want to go for. He has literally been grumpy for since star Wars. Like I don't understand. Yeah. He smokes weed and he's still fucking angry and just pissy all the time. <laughs> um, uh, but no, I, I don't want to see Indiana Jones again after this. I just want that character to live on in the movies that I grew up and loved. So, um, like that being said, I think that um, uh, instead of milking these franchises dry, another good uh, avenue that uh, Hollywood could take is like, so for instance, Jurassic Park. The premise is humans and dinosaurs, right? And they're, you know, dinosaurs eating people. You'd get a think tank together and you're like, okay, Dinosaurs eating people. Let's come up with another story that's not Jurassic Park where dinosaurs eat people. Let's come up with a different setting. It's not going to be on an island anymore. It's not going to be on the theme park. What's the setting going to be? Well, didn't they try that with that Adam Driver movie 65 and it tanked? Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think it had something to do with dinosaurs. I don't know. I seen that trailer for the movie. It was just like, eh. I'll hit it when Um, I hit it. I'll catch that one on Peacock or... HBO Max or whatever fucking streaming service it goes to. 
uh, one of my buddies was actually reading a, a sci-fi book where um, it happens in the future. It's like this, uh, you know, futuristic Earth, kind of like Star Trek, but, you know, um, no Enterprise. Uh, but they had, like, genetic engineering, uh, like, perfected, and they uh, genetically engineered dinosaurs to be small uh, to where they could keep them as pets, like uh, dogs or cats. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes awry. Like, that sounds cool. Let's do that. Like... Um, or even, um, even Indiana Jones, take Indiana Jones, uh, for instance, uh, you need a really tough American guy that, um, kicks a whole bunch of Nazis asses, right? So do a Wolfenstein movie adaption. (laughs) Like that would be cool. I'd watch that. I think they kind of did a Wolfenstein adaptation with Overlord. Oh, yeah, maybe. Which have you seen that movie? Uh, no. That movie Bye. fucking rocks. Definitely check it out. It has, okay. it has uh, Kurt Russell's son Wyatt in it, and it's fucking awesome. But, yeah. I'm, I mean, you just need to find uh, uh, a different movie and a different story with different characters that fits the the, the niche, fits the, the overall... Um, I do miss the days of Hollywood where they would just take, like, an idea and then, like, there'd be three or four different movies... With just that same premise, but just a bit of a twist. Yeah. I, I know that uh, uh, DreamWorks and, and Disney did the same thing uh, a lot, like with uh, Bugs Life and Ants, but I think that was like on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's well, pretty much Dream- the premise of like every 80s action movie? It seemed like it was just like yeah, the, yeah, lone, yeah. the lone hero in a different situation. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of like the peak of that kind of movie making too. Yeah, is, I uh, that's my favorite era, that that's my favorite movie is the 80s action flick. Yeah. And I mean, you kind of got that same sort of thing with uh sci-fi movies too with like Star Wars, Star Trek, you know, the sort of uh like space operas. Mm. Uh, but yeah. They don't do that much anymore. They just milk the same things over and over yep, again. It's I it's an IP driven business and it kinda is why I think TV's better because it seems like all the original ideas are going to television now. Yeah. That's the thing is there's no original ideas anymore. And why we're doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> My last pick may be a touch on the controversial side as well. Maybe not as hot of a take as John Wick. But I would say the fifth franchise that needs to go away for a while is the Harry Potter franchise. Okay. Um, I am not as big of a fan of the Harry Potter movies as most. I, I know I, I totally understand why people love them. You know, it's wizards and fucking owls and horcruxes and three kids, you know. And there's a guy with it, like, looks like he has no nose. Fucking get it. I understand why people like them. I thought the movies were enjoyable too. Um, yeah. But should have stopped with that. Uh, this was that the Deathly Hallows Part Two. Yeah. Should ended with that one. I know they did the uh, Fantastic Beast movies. Mm-hmm. And I went. I seen two of them because I'm married to a Harry Potter fanatic. She's probably going to say something to me. When she listens to this episode, maybe divorce me. I don't know yet, but 
I I just did not care for those movies at all. I don't care to really know about uh, Dumbledore's backstory. I don't care about uh, fuck. I don't know who who's the main character in those. Newt Scamander. Although you wouldn't know it because they focus too much on Dumbledore. Yeah, and see, like Scamander sounds like a GI Joe character. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't it's just those movies never really struck me as it they seem to be cash grabs because weren't those books written after the Harry Potter movies had ended? Like uh, he she had already done like her yeah. run of the novels and she wrote these later right. on. And it wasn't really a, a book per se. It was a um she originally wrote the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them as a um a, a charity thing. I forget what charity she wrote it for, but it was basically just a textbook. Uh, where they had um, Harry, Ron, or Hermione write in margins and, you know, uh, had fantastic beasts and where to find them. It's, it was literally a textbook. And then um, they wrote it. They wrote it out a little bit more um, later on after the movies, I think. Um, maybe before the movies, but it's still, like, it's a textbook. Mm-hmm. And they made it into a movie. With Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Like, yeah, it's a cash grab. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. I I did not find any of those movies any good. I never even bothered to watch the last one that just came out. I don't even think my wife did, which kind of surprises me yeah. too. And I just read right before you and I got together to record this that HBO Max is going to adapt each one of the books as a... Yeah. They're adapting Harry Potter as a television show, and each season is going to focus on one of the, like one of the books. So, uh, See, season one will be the Sorcerer's Stone, and then so on until you get to the Deathly Hallows. I wouldn't have minded that to begin with, but I mean, we got the movies instead. I I'm I'm gonna be one of those people. I'm gonna be one of those pretentious people that everybody hates. I the books are so much better than the movies, mm-hmm. so much better than the movies, and um, the movies get some of them are, are okay, I guess later on. But like the the Deathly Hallows uh, part one and two aren't aren't bad, but they get worse and worse as they go along. I know that um, one of my buddies says one and two are the worst movies that he's he's seen. One and two are the best ones because they follow the book, and the book is great. Mm-hmm. And then the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, like you can definitely tell they're a cash grab. And then they had that whole controversy with Johnny Depp and having to replace him. Of course, and, now we find out too that J.K. Rowling's a not a yeah. nice person either. Uh, it it does not diminish my my. Uh, enjoyment of what she has done, but I, if she has anything else to say, I don't want to listen to it. Right. What <laughs> what the television show says to me is like, okay, these spinoff movies are not working, so let's go back to the well to yeah. what works, and we're just going to do it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But- um I think that that's one of the that's one of the franchises where uh, J.K. Rowling even like just says something to stay relevant, right? Like mm-hmm. when 
when the movies were uh, like coming out and um, I don't think the last one had come out yet, but like somebody was like, oh yeah, um, Dumbledore is gay for Harry. And then JK Rowling's just like, yep, he's gay. Like that's not, uh, inclusivity is a great thing. Yeah, let's do that. But JK Rowling's being um, one of those people that's just trying to stay relevant. And she's trying to, you know, stay hip with the kids. So, yeah, let's make one of our, our characters gay. Mm. Because that's what we do to stay relevant. And now she's <laughs> not a fan of that community at all. Right, no, yeah. <laughs> and we we can see how, how much she's just saying these things to stay relevant. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I think that with Harry Potter, just let it be. I mean, I'm sure that Warner Brothers has tons of properties that they could re like they could try again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, Harry Potter, just leave it alone. Uh, there's some that I thought about putting on here. Like I thought about the Alien franchise at one point because, but they haven't put out a movie in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terminator had also crossed my mind, but I wasn't trying to get into that whole thing to try to dissect that fucking timeline. <laughs> That's probably why I'll never do another, like, if I do another Terminator movie on here, it'll only be the first one. I'm not yeah. giving myself that fucking headache, so. That's my top five. Um, now, I did, go ahead. Well, I did have one honorable mention of my own, um, Lord of the Rings. But it was, it was, I still would like to see some of Lord of the Rings things. It's just that the Hobbit movies weren't great, and the tv show is meh so yeah yeah that's a good one too although i have not seen the television show uh and like yeah the hobbit movies were not that good but i couldn't judge it because i haven't seen if the television shows any good or not it, it's, it's it's there out of all the tv shows that i've seen it's one of them mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough it just it's there it's there on yeah. it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, now you mentioned uh, through the episode uh, a trilogy that or a movie series that ended on a high note or how it should have ended. Right. This okay. Right. And and they haven't gone back to visit it again. Oh, I've got the perfect answer for you on that one. It is Back to the Future. Oh my God! I was gonna say that. Yes. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I will stand on that hill and I will die on that hill that if there is one movie that should never, ever, ever be remade, it's Back to the Future. And I think <clears throat> that trilogy ended perfectly. They made three movies. It's And they answer all the questions that you had, like a two, like, okay, what, what would happen if they went into the future? What would happen? They answered that. And then the third one is them trying to fix what happened and try to get Doc Brown back. And then right. Doc gets his happy ending. Marty gets his happy ending. You yep. can't it, and all three of those movies are fucking great. Yep. Uh, the third one is, is my least favorite, but it's still like really solid. I would watch it if it, if it's on, uh, movie so oh yeah like yeah. I actually I was in the camp uh, for a while that I liked 
three better than two. Although in recent years, I've really warmed up to two. I fucking love two so much. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, like that, I was going to say the Dark Knight trilogy, but the, the Dark Knight Rises has some, some problems. Still a good movie. It has some problems. If but you want to count that, I mean, you could count that as like the DC universe too. Yeah. Plus, plenty of Batman movies and they're always going to revisit Batman. Yeah. So. I, I would, would have said the dark Knight rises and then like right, right before I have you asked that question, I'm like back to the future. Back. Yeah. No, as, as soon as you got to this segment of the podcast and you were talking about it, I was literally thinking back to the future in my head before you even said it. Mm. I was, it's, it's so uncanny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that we will save the rest of them for our best trilogy movie episode down the road. Good deal. All right. Well, hey, man, uh, that's going to wrap it up for today. Thanks for coming on. I always appreciate chatting with you. Yes. Um, Seem to be uh, been very movie-centric lately, and it's been nice just to have you on. Oh, yeah, always. I'll, I'll always be on to talk about movies. I'm, awesome. I'll... Well, that's going to do it for this week, gang. Uh, be sure to follow us on the socials. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on TikTok. Uh, look for all the links in the uh, show description below. If you like what we're doing, please give us a five-star review. Help uh, the show get uh, seen in more searches. That would be awesome. We uh, would like to expand the Couch Potato universe. Uh, shoot us an email. That's also in the show description. Let us know some show ideas, your thoughts on what you heard. Let us know what a piece of shit I am. Whatever. <laughs> Comment. Send us an email. Love to hear from you. So until next week, we will talk to you guys later. <laughs>